our opinions are our own. Yes, and we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master. Just before we start this, I watched the first half hour of the Doctor Sleep director's cut, which I have on Blu-ray. And Ooh. sweet God, that movie is gorgeous. One. I haven't watched the director's cut yet. Um, let me Thank know. You. Have you have you seen the whole thing or just the? No, I haven't seen the whole director's cut yet. Let me know because um, I've been tempted to buy it, but I haven't splurged on it yet. Let me know if you think it's worth owning as a director's cut. I think you should. Well, one, it comes with the theatrical and the directors. If and not. On the Blu-ray, and I bought it because the 4K was 16 bucks, so I bought the 4K, and I think the regular Blu-ray is like 12 bucks right now on Amazon, so you should just buy it because. I always get the 4K. I don't have a way to play 4K, but I feel like I will at some point, so I always always come. Yeah, they always come with a Blu-ray. Dude, it's got a Blu-ray, it's got a digital version. Austin, go to, uh, well, you can't now. I guess... I guess my comment is irrelevant because we're in quarantine, but I was going to say that I got a 4K TV and a 4K Blu-ray player from Best Buy off the wall. Wow. So the, the store. I like, get it. You have a job. Jesus. <laughs> Austin All the fucking penalties furloughed. You're no, bragging about your 4K TV. It was half price. Read the room. This was years ago. Half price. <laughs> Curtis just had to give somebody $1,200. You're bragging about your 4K TV. Podcast full of non-essentials, Cody. <laughs> I'm amazed that I'm essential. Um, Austin and I got somewhere on the theme song. Yeah, hey. it, it's on its way. gonna be great because this theme song is gonna have already played on this episode and you're gonna listeners are gonna be hearing the genius you're hearing the creative process in the making happen yes yeah. right Deciding how guys. it gets done and There's listeners one. loved it right? right listeners loved it right bitches oh my and gosh I, my phone's too. going crazy right now with the response <laughs> of how many people love it <laughs> wow it's wild because right of how much later this Man. was released from when it was recorded <laughs> oh i'm talking about my dick pic <laughs> 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 why why the hell lucas why did you post that on your facebook you know your uncle tommy doesn't like what about grandma oh my uncle tommy would <laughs> no. get i miss you guys i miss you guys yeah yeah how much <laughs> how many still, still shut in So week five of of quarantine. This is week five. This is our fifth episode we've done, I believe, of like this. I think conveniently goes arm in arm with the fifth bottle of whiskey that I am on or done with, and now I'm a halfway through six. What do you know? I figured out. um, uh, I figured out a a cool life hack. So, Bevmo, you can only order online, which I learned after having gone there and 
learning the hard way but it's cool you order online you pay ahead of time and then you just go pick it up it's super easy super fast so my i got my unemployment debit card and i am only getting uh because i'm mostly freelance and i only had one w2 in my thing blah 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 i'm only getting 77 dollars a week for my unemployment so, so it's borderline useless but you know what i can do with it buy booze and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> So the government is subsidizing my alcohol <laughs> problem. Thank you, government. $77? Yeah, because it calculates it based off like W-2s. And mm-hmm. the only one I had was for my work with the, the high school. And I play drums for them not that much. So it's not that much money. So like, oh, you make this much. So you should get this much. It's like $77 a week. Jesus oh, my God. Christ. Some yeah. Sort of- and well, become, that, well, that combined with our $1,200, which is going to last us 10 weeks, I'm fine. We're good. I had I got that $1,200, and that day, an ex reached out to me and was like, hey, I need financial help. I, you owe me $1,200. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. That so didn't I happen. was like, hey, oh, Lord, give it the Lord. That take didn't it. happen. Oh, Fuck my God. God. <laughs> That's my life. They must have seen your bank account. Oh, it hit. Why are you obligated to share this money with them? Do you have a baby that we don't know about? No, no. I admittedly do owe this person 800 bucks because it was a pre-established agreement before we broke up that mm. she got me something that I was going to pay her back for. Mm. Um, but then there was another three, 400-ish from a while ago for helping me with bills because I am a tran- transient... Uh, vagrant, uh-huh. <laughs> and and she stacked that on top of it, and I was like, "That's not cool," because like water under the bridge and shit. But uh, here <laughs> oh, we are <laughs> over that bridge. That bridge is yeah. that bridge is flooded. Fucking flooding, man. Yeah. Oh, well, I should do that. It's, well, I have a, uh, there's a girl that owes me five hundred bucks. <laughs> I should do that to her. Well, you know, Fuck. you know they're getting checks. I know. <laughs> like, hey, Lucas, no one owes no girl owes you money. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, they, yes, yeah, they do. What? The, uh, the one you trade. Uh, one. No, this was one uh, that I was actually like trying to date, and she used, and she used my apparent infatuation with her to go to dinner with me a couple times, and then give me a call saying she, she was having a mental breakdown because she can't get through school. Her school is being too stressful and that the only thing that gets her head on straight is soul cycle classes and that oh, she needed money God. for soul cycle classes. Oh, oh, and no. me being the idiot that I am was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I feel that. Why? And then she, of it. course, disappeared out of my fucking life until one day she goes, she texts me out of nowhere. It must have been like six, seven months later. Out of nowhere, she goes, hey, I miss you. And I was like, I miss my $500. And then she never <laughs> texted me again after that. Well, it's time to reach out. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know she just got 1200 <laughs> Welcome back to the Shudcast, where we talk about the horrors of our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes right. movies we watch on Shudder. You know what? It, it's appropriate, the conversation we were having, because that was all a little too too real. Much yep. like the movie we watched yep. was That's too kind of, real. We all kind of have a very demure attitude right now. It was tough, man. Uh, yeah. It's, we oh were texting God. a bit. And I, I legit had a hard time walking outside. I, I couldn't, I couldn't separate the reality from 
the the fiction you know, yeah for a second it was I tough. Went, I, yeah <laughs> i went for a for a bike ride after and i put on my my uh you know mask as we're all required to do which has been fine but it felt extra spooky after that like oh, following our orders of our new normal because the world's in crisis oh this is scary <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. well the good news is so i watched it last night uh and i feel I feel sort of better today. I'll say 50%. percent <laughs> uh, There's a 12-hour, like, half-life on how much yeah. better you Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that in about 25 minutes after mm-hmm. we talk about the other shit that probably made us happier throughout the week of the rest of our horror-filled lives. Yes. Definitely happier. Guys, I watched 14 fucking horror movies this week. <laughs> oh, my God. We talked about this uh, over text a lot. But I did run through the entirety of the 12 film Jason Friday the 13th franchise. Watched all 12 in like three and a half days. And wow. this needs this is this is just a bigger conversation. It just is. But I at the end of it found out that I truly, truly love that franchise. Despite its warts, I love every second of that fucking franchise. It's so much fun. And the first four movies I think are legit and just great. So I mean, I know, I know, we plan on probably scheduling a whole podcast dedicated just to that. But do you do you think he does deserve the icon status that he has? That I as he is in Jason. Absolutely, I think more so even than like a Leatherface, where like they have yeah they got three movies, but it's more about like the family uh, plus the the weird reboots and sequels. Um, I think he might be the the most iconic, I think. He and Freddie and Michael, I think those are the three. I mean, it's, well, it's a different like, beast, though. New. It is a different beast. When you're talking iconic, I would be inclined to agree with you just because the, the hockey mask and machete is just like, if you had to do like a Pictionary for like serial killer, that's the fastest way to get that across. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like, as I prefer the Halloween franchise, and I, so I prefer Michael Byers, but in terms of iconic, the hockey mask and the machete is just like the straight go-to yep. horror thing. So Austin, Austin, not not grilling into you, but how many of the the Friday the Thirteenth movies have you seen in my lifetime? Yeah, or even just since we've started doing this. Well, since we've started doing this, I've seen none of them. Um, <laughs> For shame! In my lifetime, I have seen the original one, and I've seen uh, most of Freddy versus Jason. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, Curtis, that's where I'm at. Curtis, I don't know if you agree with me, but uh, dear listeners, I too watched uh, at least the eight that are on Shutter this week. Yep. I've, I still have uh, four left uh, to go through, several of which I've already seen. Uh, but after watching them all, uh, as far as a, a series goes, overall, I'm inclined to say they're better than Halloween. Oh, overall, wow. I like Halloween. Ooh. Based on the individual movies. Those are fighting movies. words. Based on this individual a, movies, I think that's Halloween a whole is podcast a, fuck argument. Yeah. I was going to say, this is a very, very tasty appetizer this for what's a, to come. This I is. Think, yeah, probably I, next week. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that Halloween as a, well, just a brief, brief preview, I guess. I think that Halloween, like with specific movies, immediately I would say that I'd rather watch that than any of the Friday the 13th movies. But for a, a 12 movie series, I actually think that it might be like Curtis said, the like epitome of icon. 
Um, and I have reasons, and I will discuss them uh, in due time when we have that episode. Wow. So, what are, Lucas what are and Austin, scintillating, get on. scintillating little taste, little it's little more so, little mm, appetizer. Ooh, I, I'm <laughs> engorged. Just tickling your tips, you know? I'm just yeah. tickling your tips. So, while we're here tickling tips and enticing you, uh, some of you may know we launched this podcast with a Twitch stream where we discussed all of the Friday the 13th movies. If you haven't seen that, um, well, you missed it, but we are going to be releasing the audio version on this podcast soon, and we will be putting the video up probably on YouTube, so keep a lookout for that. And more importantly, if you did not know, we have partnered with Accidental Jacket to start doing a Twitch stream every other week. We launched our first one last week where we discussed all of the Halloween movies. There are games, there are punishments, we eat hot sauce, we do dumb things for subscribers. You can find that video on twitch.tv slash accidental jacket streaming. Or if that doesn't work and is wrong, just go to Twitch and type in accidental jacket streaming. You'll find it. You'll see it there. It is called the Hallow Stream. And as I mentioned, we will be doing that every other week. We'll be doing movie watch-alongs, discussing different movie franchises, playing games, making asses of ourselves, all for your entertainment. So please go ahead and subscribe to Accidental Jacket Streaming and watch our Hallow stream. Okay, now back to this this show. And there is the six-hour documentary on Shudder as well, Camp Crystal Lake Memories, which I watched the first hour of. I didn't go through the extra credit. Yeah. They go through oh. basically the making of each film, and they, they talk to most of the cast on each, and I've basically gotten up to the first two, and it's it's a good documentary. Ooh, it's, it's six that. hours, too? It's six fucking hours long. Oh, my <laughs> wife is in for a treat. I know. She is in for a treat. <laughs> I watched the four-hour uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the same guy. Same guy. Oh, it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it was a lot of fun, but four hours is yeah a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, rounding out my watching, I also watched The Crow last night. I know that's horror adjacent, but I'm I've wearing a Crow seen shirt it. today. I've never seen it. I think there's an argument for that just being horror. There is. It's there. There's there are horrific elements. It's a. It takes place on yeah, the day Jason before Lee Halloween. Dying is pretty horrific. Yes. Uh, oh, Brandon. Brandon. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Jason Lee's alive. Get it. Right. Son, my name is Earl, and he's a Scientologist. He is alive. Oh, Brandon Lee is dead. He got shot. Mm-hmm. And it's been one of my favorite movies since ever. I saw it like back in like 99-ish on tape and loved it then. Learned about the tragedy and it sucks. But that, that movie, like it predates The Matrix. It predates fucking Dark Knight. Like it's, and I think I legitimately like it better than those both of those movies. It's the best soundtrack fucking ever too. Was the set of the crow curse, is that a thing? No. No. It was not. Now, it got me into watching it again because I did watch Shudder's Cursed Films documentary, which I've been going through, and they did one on The Crow. Uh-huh. And they go into the the Bruce Lee curse, like the Lee family supposedly has a curse on them, and there uh-huh. is weird shit that happened with them. Like They both died very weirdly. Both died very weirdly and young, and even in Bruce Lee's last film, he there's a scene in Faces of Death not faces of death. <laughs> it's, oh, it's different like that. It's something like that. I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, one with Kareem. Um, but he, his character gets shot 
with a real bullet that's supposed to be a blank in that film. Like that's oh. just a part of that movie. And oh, it's, weird! It's Game of Death, and it's Game of Death. That's there's right. some weird. There's some weird shit that does happen. But kudos to Shutter and that team for making that documentary heartfelt and human, and kind of debunking like, no, this is just a lot of human error. And they even give a give a prop master guy that he shows how exactly it happened and puts like a blank and a dummy round in and shows exactly how it happened. So it's really interesting. Sad oh, but interesting. Fascinating. I'll check that out. <laughs> And it's on Shutter, you say? That is on the Shutter. First wow, film. fantastic! <laughs> what a what a what a fucking steal! <laughs> what a service! All right, Lucas, how many movies you watch this week? I I only got to four. Um, I would say two were horror adjacent, or are horror, and two horror adjacent. Uh, I watched It Comes at Night, mm. um, which I did not enjoy. I didn't like it either. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I, like. You could tell what it was trying to do, and honestly, that movie should probably have been more scary than the one we watched because it's definitely more appropriate, right? But it just didn't because it's about people trying to survive some kind of disease outside, and uh, yeah, it was just – it was like – it like stretched out a whole – one singular moment slash aspect of a like zombie survival or even just a disease like a survival movie and just stretched it out into an hour and a half and it made it super fucking boring and and uh uninteresting um so i i'm really sad i wasted my time with that yeah that's one of my definitions for pretentious movie it just thinks it's so fucking heady and good and i'm like no you suck (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i was so surprised that everyone it seemed like everybody loved that fucking movie i i'm i would challenge anyone to tell me why (laughs) i i felt the same way when it came out and i felt like every reason that people gave was pretty much the definition of or uh, the epitome of what curtis just said it's just like heady and heady for the sake of being pretentious and heady. oh i hate that shit oh yeah yeah uh, but I did watch a great film also, uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Another and Shutter exclusive. Not, Another Shutter exclusive. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much I can talk about why I loved it without spoiling things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if it's that kind of movie, but it's definitely it's definitely in line with movies like uh, Let Me In, to where it's got a horror aspect that it's also very it's got a very beautiful tone to it it's very it's like it's got a very scary tone but it's also got uh, a sense of beauty about it and to interject there i I, it's it's very much uh del toro yeah yes it's very very del toro Uh Mm -hmm. um and then non-horror adjacent uh uh good time which i thought was great it was a oh, great time safety brothers movie yeah it's out of control i love it yeah Oh my God! That scene where he pours half a bottle of acid in that <laughs> in in that uh, security guard's mouth was—he's like, "You're not remembering shit." <laughs> he just pours this bottle of acid in this guy's oh. mouth. And it was uh, it, oh, this is fuck. my boat now. It was Captain Phillips' guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ethiopian, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then and then Bloodshot, I watched. Oh. Oh. How was that? It's, I, it's good. It's I don't understand the shit this movie is getting. I like I'm reading all the reviews and people are like, "Oh, this is a fucking terrible movie." But no one's really saying why, because the mm. fact is you can't say anything bad about it other than the story is like, eh, it's not super interesting. But the fucking visual effects 
in this movie are like insane Good. because the guy who did this worked on a lot of uh, video game trailers and he also did VFX for the first Avengers movie. So this guy who directed this like has a ton of visual effects experience and it sh- and it totally shows. It makes for this like really over the top cool looking fucking movie. And it's and it's just like you know I, I texted Curtis immediately about it because we're both fans of unapologetic action movies. Vin and Diesel, this is, mm-hmm. yeah, and Vin Diesel, and so and this is just one of those movies. And I thought it was fucking fantastic, and I think everyone should watch it. It's definitely one of those afternoon movies. So don't mm-hmm. like I'm not I don't want to oversell it, but sure, it's sure. still good. Uh, well, I watched in addition to the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, I watched something that Curtis watched last week, and I believe he brought up on the episode. I watched We Summon the Darkness. Um, which uh, I did not like uh, at all. Um, at yeah. all, it's such a bummer too. It's I such a bummer. Like I wanted to love it. It's like, everything about the setup is speaks to my taste, and it just did not hit. And there's one little moment that I'm not going to nitpick on because I don't <laughs> oh, want to. Yeah. don't want my edge lordness to show. No, no, bring um, it out. Bring out the edge lord. One little thing that they do where they bring up Metallica. Uh huh. They bring up, uh, they, I believe the line is, uh, Metallica has sucked ever since Dave Mustaine left the band. No. Um, that, that, <laughs> that happens in the first, like, five, ten minutes of the movie, and it uh-huh. set the tone for how I felt for the rest of the movie, because <laughs> I was infuriated. I don't hate that line in particular, because that could show, like, like in the moment, if you're like, yeah, Dave Mustaine leaves the band, and you're like, well, they're going to suck now. Like, I get that. But what you told me is that they got it factually wrong. And that was a bummer. They didn't necessarily get it factually wrong. Dave Mustaine was in Metallica. Fucking like seven years before this movie takes place, before any goddamn Metallica record came out, they had like, what, three or four demos with Dave Mustaine on them. There's like three or four songs. Right. There's three or four songs that Dave Mustaine co-wrote that show up on uh, Kill 'Em All. And that's it. No motherfucker from that little bumfuck Midwest town that they're in in that goddamn movie had any of those fucking demos, nor would any of them be like, oh, yeah, those demos are better than it. Let's see here. That movie takes place right before A Justice for All came, comes out, and they talk about that. I was so fucking angry. I was so fucking mad throughout yeah. the entire goddamn movie. That's just because totally of that fine. That's just totally fair. I, yeah, we all have our, like, my one of my, like, <laughs> movie hate things. Is like whenever there's like, especially if it's a band movie or whenever there's like band scenes in a movie, like the the most egregious example was uh, that I can remember off short term memory was uh, uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody, where they're like writing another one bites the dust, and it's just like he plays the bass line that's finished, and then the drummer's like, "Ooh, that's cool, let me hop in," and plays the drum beat, and then the Brian May pops in and then Freddie Mercury's like, ooh, let me see what I got and goes and just sings the fucking song. And anytime <laughs> something like that happens, I just lose my goddamn mind. You know, it's or like a star is born where Lady Gaga shows up and is like, come sing. And they're like, she's like, really? Like, yeah, come fucking walk out on stage on the Greek and sing a song that none of us have ever fucking rehearsed. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how it's it like, works. And I, I just arranged my this mind. song about 15 <laughs> minutes ago over my 30 second beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and ran it with the band so they know when, like, not that. Don't do it. That, uh, so Dewey I, I agree. There are little time. triggers. And, and one of mine is like band triggers. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is a trash movie anyway, but just those little triggers. So I totally understand 
Just those little things just uh, will fucking eat, eat you alive. Metallica line would make anyone mad. <laughs> so I rage. I was silenced by how much rage I had when. Well, because like, are you telling me that fucking edge lords exist? I mean, I'm sure edge lords existed back then, but edge lords existed in the Midwest, and they got the they had the fucking Metallica demos with they, with David no. stand on them. I mean, maybe I'm sure some but did. But are you I don't gonna fucking those guys tell did. me that? I don't think I think that it's I I actually think that it is ob, uh, objectively and subjectively perhaps impossible to argue that those fucking demos are gonna be better than Kill 'Em All, right. Ride the Lightning. Mass sure. and master of puppets. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No. And the line doesn't make a lot of sense because they never really, they didn't release shit with Dave Mustaine. A better version of that line is Metallica sucks since Cliff died. Right? Which and then, but right, and that's the fucking thing that pissed me off the most is because right after they make the Mustaine comment, they go into be, they go into a whole thing about Cliff Burton, mm-hmm. which was like yeah. all, all you had to do yeah. was that, man. Like, yeah, but, not for Cliff. Maybe, yeah. yeah, just make it. Oh, when Cliff died. <laughs> Okay, great. We got it. We understand. But except Injustice for All hadn't come out yet, so mm-hmm. they they had we were talking about how they just got a new bass player, and Injustice mm-hmm. for All was about. I'm going to stop talking about this. I'm getting I'm getting mad. <laughs> but here's the, here's the, again this is the uh, comparison I brought up last week. The kids who would have had that demo if they're in this era were the kids in Green Room. Those are the fucking legit characters yes. who you know oh, would have yeah. fucking done that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, Curtis, I don't I don't agree with you on the Green Room comparison. Um, I I. I I, I can't I had I thought I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to say that uh, that it was remotely similar. I think it comes when the couple of the guys are trapped in the closet, the pantry, and there's a lot that that takes place over a pretty good length of the film, and then they have to figure out ways to get out, and it's eh, it treads similar territory. Okay, okay, all right, all right, I'll live with that. Mm-hmm. I'll live with that. Austin, what'd you anyway. watch? <laughs> so this week, uh, I didn't watch much. Um, for is it not, because of your fiance? Uh, no, not reasons. <laughs> Just didn't watch a lot of movies. Uh, the other night, we were going to watch Candyman. Um, but our internet night fuel. took a shit and died. The, like, literally, as we were... Like, I had... I made amazing braised short ribs they were glorious they braised for four hours they were wonderful we'd played it we'd plan on watching candy man food's on the plate we sit down can't do it there's just no internet so uh we had to go to the the blu-ray collection and we decided to watch the girl with the dragon tattoo fuck yeah physical media baby always there for you i mean i've been in one or the or the um, no the the david fincher so it's so good it's really great. Uh, we, uh, she, I mean, I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and nor had she. So it was like watching it new again. Um, and yeah, just the, the the atmosphere that they create, and especially Trent Reznor's score in that, I think is fantastic. Phenomenal. I think it's his best one. Um, better than so, yeah, Social was, Network. I, I think it's better so. than Social Network. Yeah. I think but I also think network. that it's more. It's it's it feels more like a Nine Inch Nails record. Yeah, no, it's they, definitely more up there. Which alley. speaks to me in general. Well, and it, I feel like it fit the tone of the movie a little better than social. I mean, don't get me wrong, the social network score is fantastic, but I think I think he that's when he got the Oscar for right. Yes, I think that was more a nod to look. We can accept alternative types of scores, even though Birdman didn't get nominated, which is a travesty. But that's neither here nor there. So I think I think. Uh, Antonio Sanchez played drums, and it was a drums-only score. 
Oh, I the only good thing about that movie is the score. Oh, you're insane! It was my yeah, you're you're life. fucking. Oh out. That's my a whole god! Easy edge lord. <laughs> to the Shudcat. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is phenomenal, but one of my favorite things was the drums only score. They disqualified it on bullshit grounds. That's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about Trent Reznor. I think they gave it to Social Network because they were just you know giving him a pat on the back for alternative types of scores. But I think. The Dragon Tattoo one is better in that it gives, it elicits more the feeling that I think you want the viewer to be feeling than Social Network. Um, anyway, all this to say, that's what we watched this week because the internet decided to take a shit. And as much as I love, you know, collecting digital media and streaming and all that, and it just sometimes it's good to have a shelf of stuff. All right, boys. Well, I'm. I I want to say that uh, all three of you texted me today, uh, except Austin. Actually, you didn't say this, but Curtis and and Lucas both texted me today to say fuck you for suggesting that we watch this movie. I would like to take a moment to defend myself. My defense is as follows: Lucas wanted to watch a movie. Lucas is glaring. At that me. was fuck two you. weeks ago. <laughs> that I wanted that. Lucas is happier now. On. I had Can I finish? <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> Can I finish? Lucas wanted to watch a movie that was going to fuck him up. So I went through the depths of the internet, i.e. Reddit, so not really the depths of the internet, and I found... Not really. Page of the internet. Pirate Bay or whatever. Where do they sell the <laughs> like, cocaine and stuff? I tried what? to find. It's not the dark web anymore. Is what I'm getting at. I tried to find uh, some shit that would be on Shutter that was gonna be intense as fuck. I suggested three movies. Of those three, all of us decided that Threads was the way to go. Fuck! I will note. It has such that an as, innocent name. I was like, would oh, you let me like finish, Lucas? Monster. Would you let me finish? Selling monster. <laughs> <laughs> I will note that as I watch this film, I'm going to say within the first 15 minutes, I realized that I had made a horrible decision in suggesting this movie, both A, during a pandemic, and B, personally, because it touched on all of the things that fucking horrify me in all ways yeah. possible. And to exacerbate that, I got faked before uh, within like two minutes of the movie starting. It was not a good idea. It also didn't help that I grabbed the wrong weed. So How long did this mean? movie feel How do you like have wrong weed? to you? What does I have, what's the right weed? What's the I, always have, I always this have... This is the one with the embalming PCP? fluid in it. <laughs> no, I had the, I had the weed, that, I had the weed that, that kind of generally gets me a little bit more anxious, and it doesn't do that to Maddie. Uh-huh. Um, and I smoked that one on accident. And oh. I, was, uh, I was a shell of myself for the rest of the night mm. it was horrible uh so that is my ex- that is my feeling ladies and gentlemen we watched threads. We, threads we fucking watched threads and i'll say that my bitching came because the literal first fucking frame of this movie is a goddamn spider spinning a web excuse me <laughs> ex fucking excuse me Dude, ex- I, extreme close-up and i'm like what is that oh no <laughs> i thought of you immediately when it started and i want and i started to text you guys and be like curtis you get the 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 first minute of this movie is your nightmare fuel and stop myself so that yeah, you no. could have the experience that you did yeah i'm, I'm glad you didn't because it's better to just come upon it whether rather than build up the fear in 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 my stomach but but that wasn't pleasant to begin with. So, and and that might be my the, the least 
uncomfortable part of the film for me. Um, oh, by far <laughs> the least uncomfortable. Dear God. Just Who's going to run this bitch down? Lucas yeah, we did, do did a, a really poor job a, of the of last week. That's all I remember. Oh, I can't do it again? Oh. <laughs> oh, that was his strategy. His all strategy right. was a biff it so hard. He would never do it again. <laughs> Shut it down. Who's shutting down? I'll do it. it. I think it's a Cody. Yeah, I, think, I, actually I think don't think I've done Yeah, you get all. to relive this. Yeah. <laughs> it's Which is awful, because if you live inside of my brain, um, or you're my wife who hears me just rant, um, this is all of my nightmares combined into one movie. Um, yeah. uh, so Threads is a essentially a uh, a very, very, very realistic depiction of what... Uh, the progression into a nuclear holocaust uh, would be. And it is told by focusing on, uh, let's see here, uh, essentially two fictional fan or uh, three groups of people, right? It's three groups of people. Um, the uh, a one uh, uh, that is the, uh, the family of a son who gets married to the... Uh, girl of another family they're having a baby out of wedlock um and are trying to uh deal with that uh i'm not doing much better than lucas right now um, <laughs> we're gonna have to institute the 60 second shutdown that's yeah, gonna have to be the God. next thing <laughs> uh uh and then uh the man uh the gentleman who's uh charged with dealing with the entire pandemic uh once everything starts to shut down or epidemic excuse me or holocaust um and uh, and then really just the so uh, America and uh, Iran. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Yes. Got it. All right, geopolitics. Yes. This is hard. I told you. <laughs> it isn't. Are you kidding? On Unpop, we had sixty seconds. Some of the shit we had to do in sixty seconds. If I if actually if I think I'd be do, I think I'd do better for yeah. some time. No, I had be, to do Infinity War in sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I fucking rocked that shit. That's easy. Uh, 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 I won't get into my feelings about Infinity War. Uh, geopolitics take place. People bomb each other. Um, the United Kingdom gets caught in the the middle of it, and the whole movie uh, is essentially a progression or a fictional but very realistic progression of what would happen to a society. Uh, in a nuclear disaster. Um, and it is, uh, to anyone that is a survivalist or has any survivalist tendencies or is just maybe lived through 9-11, um, it is, uh, it, it is the worst, uh, it is the, it is a worst nightmare. Um, and I think as a movie to watch during the present pandemic that we're in, um, there are a couple of things that happen that are uh, eerily, uh, eerily similar. So I apologize, listeners, for my bullshit um, <laughs> garbage breakdown. Maybe if I had some, maybe next time, guys, we should start having a format where we determine who is going to be doing these so that one could prepare. By one could no, prepare, I mean Lucas or I. Okay, all right. Going forward, <laughs> we're going to do a rock, paper, scissors now- match. This is now two shutdowns in a row where we sound like that Miss America pageant <laughs> contestant that has to give that answer. <laughs> Just give them maps. And, Diarrhea and, and of words. Have them. <laughs> yeah, well, is there, that is an accurate. It is a very accurate setup there, and description a lot there for this that is film. Correct. Um, is there because, anything that anyone would care to add? Well, 
that kind of comes into the nature of the film in itself. It, to me, is just an atrocity montage. Like, once we get, like, the bomb drops and everyone's From then the reacts. From the bomb on, it's, it's just, just horrific and it's, imagery. And it's literal, like, the they're just, like, segments, too. So that's why it also felt like it was six hours long to me. Like, mm-hmm. they just fill, shoot a segment and then they wipe. And then you just get another segment for six minutes and then they wipe, (laughs) you know, you don't, there's no real connective tissue until you get updates from the government. That's why I called this movie like the, the after school PSA, like Mm -hmm. don't do nuclear war. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect summation Uh, of the movie. The the last 45 minutes of this movie was the longest week of my life. (laughs) It is a slog. Uh, This movie to me felt like, a movie that was commissioned by some psychiatric ward in Secaucus, New Jersey to inflict sorrow onto somebody. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it was like, it's funny because in our, in our group text today, uh, Curtis brought up, um, clockwork orange in that scene where like they have your, they pry his eyes open, Uh right. To watch something. This is that movie that they show. Because it, it, because it is all just segmented and montage and like you don't really there's no real through line other than other than Ruth. Yeah, you just right? follow Ruth's well, and rest of her miserable life. And and so it's like, but then I told Curtis earlier. But I was like, you know what? I'm just just too sad to care. <laughs> that, 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 it no was story. too sad. Like your grandma's getting eaten by rats. Oh. Yeah. Just she's yeah. got aggressively sadder and shit sadder. out a baby and a. Did manger. you guys think that she was eating the baby? Yes, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what the, the fuck is happening? I think the, the only thing, up and I went, okay, they yeah. didn't eat the baby. The only thing this didn't touch on was the cannibalism. I think, and, mm-hmm. and that would have been it. that would have been put this uh, over the edge. Yeah, I was because this is just like documentary. The road is what this was for me. Uh, I. And at a certain point, because this is a made-for-TV movie, right? That like this thing mind. showed on the BBC in '84, and then uh, was, and then TBS fucking aired it whenever that was. Well, like I didn't know TBS aired it. Yeah, when the US picked it up, TBS aired it. Apparently, according to the uh, was it the Wikipedia or whatever I I read on it, and that's bananas. <laughs> Wild. They showed this on TV. Well, oh my it's, god! It's wild. They showed it on TV, but at the same t- well, but I mean, I don't know. In the at the same time, I feel like it's also not too dissimilar from some bizarre movie they might have showed us in high school, right? Right, but like think about like a nationwide broadcast. Like last night, I watched the Disney sing along, and the <laughs> the big controversy was Zac Efron didn't do the High School Musical part of it. So yeah. like that that's what we get on TV now. Yeah, and this in 1984 in England, they gave them this. It was also Cold War era, so I think it was. Probably yeah, and this was right before yeah. Reagan's Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Not as it's good. True. As I did have to get a. I had to get. <laughs> I had to get a misdemeanor in order to see red concrete. So like. <laughs> oh my! Oh, red asphalt it was. Uh, red asphalt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I saw red asphalt in at Valley Bob's driving school, and it fucking rocked my world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd, be curious, I'd be curious to talk to anybody that watched the televised broadcast of this in the 80s during the that would be fascinating because I'm sure it would be it'd be remarkably different from what like the four of us would say even in the middle of a pandemic right like this 
Right. Well, the, in the pandemic, the, what the interesting thing, I mean, it's it's a different catastrophe, but it's similar in that we're so, in a weird time. But, but, but like the so many parallels. Stores, yeah, like, when they the literally say, don't panic buy, they literally yeah. say yeah, that in the movie. Oh, they got me. There were so yeah, many was, points in the movie where Maddie and I were looking at each other going like, uh, like, up, oh, Corona, Corona. Yeah, like there are aspects <laughs> that, that are <laughs> dead on. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean that. Uh, th- I mean th- that was terrifying. But I mean the, I don't know. So I don't know about you guys, but I think the reason that this movie bothered me the most is just because it hit a deep rooted thing that has kind of been a, a constant fear of mine since chi- uh, since being a child. So when, uh, ironically, the night before that nine eleven happened, uh, I was with a I was at some uh, a, a kid's house that I, I was on my little league team. And my dad was one of the coaches, so it was all we were all just kind of hanging out. And those kids started talking about um, the concept of terrorism, and I had never heard about terrorism at that point. I never heard of a of nuclear war or any anything like that. See, this is why I know you're an edge lord. Because it about ten years old, you're terrorism. talking about terrorism. No, no, no. I was I was sitting there. I had never heard of any of this shit. He was right? learning so, about terrorism, <laughs> learning about it. He was edgelord adjacent. Right, <laughs> edgelord adjacent. These other fucks that were a little younger than me, ironically. Um, anyway, so we, uh, when I got in the car that night, I asked my dad. My dad tried to do the whole, like, don't, don't fucking worry about it. You're, you're 10 thing. Um, so the next morning, I remember my dad, uh, for, for those listeners, which I'm sure there's one of you, and for the two of you that have met my father, uh, uh, he opened my door the next morning, and he said... Hey, uh, and he woke me up and he said, Hey, so, uh, just wanted to let you know there was a terrorist attack this morning. Um, and that was nine 11. And I went, what? And he went, yeah, it's bad. Um, you can sleep for a little while longer then you got to wake up and go to school. Like that's how, like, that's how that conversation went. Right. So when I went to, and of course, I'm sure anybody that's listening to this, that would is aware of nine 11, uh, you know, and they can remember where they were at that time. So I remember dealing with that and feeling very uncomfortable and, as a result of that and the fact that one of my cousins then went to Iraq to fight um, for the U.S. Army, just the, the concept of nuclear war and of uh, a mass, you know, a, a terrorist attack or war happening on our, you know, on, in our land always terrified me, right? So it's kind of, it kind of fueled this fire of being constantly paranoid about these things happening. So uh, that gave birth to survival weird survivalist kind of ticks that i have in my head that maddie can tell you about why i'm crazy so <laughs> when this movie started and i started watching it i immediately started thinking about the stimulus check that i just got and started adding survivalist gear to my cart on amazon such <laughs> as just immediately dude crossbows you, you had smoked the nervous crossbow so that's part of this was, fucking, yeah the nervous weed <laughs> nervous crossbows weed. scopes for the crossbows uh, different ammunition for the crossbows. I texted my dad asking for my grandfather's poison arrow tip recipe. I I started ordering. uh, As soon as you mash up the poison, I started. You put it on the arrow. You're done. Putting dry (laughs) food in my fuck like the dry food that lasts for ten years in my fucking Amazon cart. You know, warm blankets so that you know that are for like you know nuclear fallout kind of things. It was. It's not good. I was getting ready to. I was charting to price out new trucks that have four wheel drive, so I could sell my truck, so I could get one. It was awful. Did you buy any of these things, or did you just? 
put them in your cart. When you I land on a crossbow, will you tell me which one? Because I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll send you the links tonight. Okay. Um, I I uh, I paused. I I I had a I had a moment wow. of. He bought that stuff. Chill yeah, out. Check, check the show notes for Cody's Amazon cart link. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know where I'm going when shit gets weird. Cody, I, had a, I had a chill the fuck out moment. I had a, <laughs> oh, oh Cody will shoot you on sight. He doesn't care. <laughs> just looks he's got bad. that gate. He's got that, that security system. He's got crossbows now. Crossbows, guns. Yeah. 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 yeah that's California, but. That's uh, interesting because, like, in this hit on me for like in the past i've always thought like it's so weird that we love horror movies because like the subject matter is so horrific right like people are being murdered they're they're being tortured like these are terrible terrible things but it's all kind of in this like fun and there's this adrenaline and so that's why we love these things right but then you hit something like this which is just a like a very realistic depiction of something that is very much within the realm of possibility of what could happen. And it just, it plucks a like different nerve mm-hmm. of like, Oh, this isn't like fun, scary. This is like, yes, this is a thing that could happen and it would be fucking terrible. But even to a different level, cause it's like you watch like Henry portrait of a serial killer or mm-hmm. that movie on shutter right now. Uh, the golden, um, shit. I was Love. telling you guys. Yeah. That one. Um, first, those movies, I don't know, for me at least, they did not, those movies don't strike a nerve with me like this one did. This one had me, this one gave me nightmares. I was, I was, I could barely sleep last night. Yeah, because it's a real thing. And what also what struck me was, this was made in 1984, and it's, and they're talking about like tensions between Russia and Iran and the USA growing. And it's like, we're 35 fucking years away and it's the same like that yeah, is a scenario if, if yeah. the new york times tomorrow was like there's growing tensions in russia and iran i'd be like ah, that sounds about right yeah and it would guess be surprising what? these countries have more fucking nuclear bombs that's than they how we kicked 84. off 2020 remember yeah january, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. I, january. I was i had i had i was coming back from new york and I landed first class, by the way. It was real nice. And we landed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So you're talking to me about being fucking? God, was when he had a job. It was a, it was when I had a job. It was an undersold flight. I got two tickets for 130 bucks. Don't come at me. Uh, <laughs> but when I landed and I turned my phone back on, the very first thing that I saw was like, uh, Trump's fucking goading Iran into war. Um, so this is still a reality that we deal with. So it was just extra eerie that like yes these are the players who would and i think what made it even more interesting is this was america this was an american america russia dispute and it was taking place in the uk and just showing that like just by association all the shit so it wasn't even like this is like you know new york city mm-hmm. catching the shit this is like sheffield not even london sheffield UK and like because they have steel mills they would get hit and like how fucking horrific and even yeah. it's even similar to the point where America had Reagan as president at the time which is probably the closest thing to Trump that they've had up until uh-huh. right yeah. so it's like it's yeah, almost yeah, the yeah. same for, at least for war mongering oh sure. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it was yeah. it was so surreal that a movie this old the themes are like yeah. still and then it gets me so fucking frustrated at how stupid humanity is that, like, 35 fucking years later, we're in this same goddamn position where this is still a possibility. Like, mm-hmm. how stupid are we? How goddamn well, stupid are we? It, it brought up this, this, especially thinking about the 9-11 stuff. I remember I was in the suburbs of Cincinnati when that happened, and 
after 9-11, we did take precautions because there's a nuclear power plant right there, Fernald, and it was a high target site that was on you know lists for the federal government so we had to take these weird nuclear fallout drills after 9-11 too oh my so god this brought that back and that, that's oh just fuck. the houses in your neighborhood like had bunkers and everything and basements and or did people well, i mean we all had them? basements and people had a lot of storm shelters but there weren't necessarily bunkers there should have been um yeah. But it was it was all just dumb fucking Cold War shit. Yeah, like I don't under the get like earthquake drills for a nuclear war. It's stupid. So I don't see how a city that approves a nuclear power plant doesn't make it like a zoning law that houses there have ha- bunkers. There you have know? to be bunkers. <laughs> there have to be public bunkers. <laughs> right. Do you guys feel better living in Los Angeles in that like most places that want to hit us kind of can't? <laughs> Yeah, I actually yes. do. I feel like like South Korea might or North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> South Korea's getting really South is okay. <laughs> oh, <if> South <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> the South Korea's good at wars. <laughs> like we are the only place in the biggest site that North Korea can maybe hit. So it's like that's a little worrisome because of that. But, but like in general, and they would see it and they could take yeah. it out. Like in like, general, New York is right. fucked. Like if someone's gonna hit us, they're gonna hit New York. And yeah. also, like, Kim Jong loves Hollywood, so he's not going to blow up Hollywood. No <laughs> <laughs> more Daffy Duck if Warner Brothers goes down. See, we got celebrities. They're not going to the hit things, us. We have celebrities. These are the things that I try not to think about because they keep me up at night. <laughs> and yeah, no, I'm saying we're fine. Amazon cart. Yeah, I'm I saying we're fine. That. Brad Pitt lives here. It's okay. But, <laughs> but you say that it's fine. It makes me kind of go, but maybe we're not. And does I Dennis Rodman live in L.A.? Because if he does, we're 100% fine. No, I'm pretty sure that motherfucker lives in Chicago, bro. He's definitely got a wait. He played for the Lakers. Yeah, he's he's an LA guy. He's a celebrity. I I think he lives here. He's He's definitely got a house here. Kim Jong loves him. He won't blow us up. We're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We're good. Well, regardless, (laughs) I don't know. There was a number of moments in this movie that felt like nightmare fuel to me. I think the one that, um, uh, and I, I I already feel myself. uh, I'm about to I'm about to receive just a beratement of shit. I, I guarantee it. Uh, mm-hmm. The moment that scared the fuck out of me the most, I think, was the moment that they went to the bank, and they were like, "No cash." Yeah, I cash is- I straight up started pulling out my phone, thinking about fi- uh, emailing my financial advisor to say, "Sell everything and give me my money to go get yeah. gold." How are you going to get them 4K TVs if cash is <laughs> Not even that, bro. Just, I don't know. There was all these. Wow, Cody, you were just fuck. painting yourself in such a weird light. This We night. get it. You have a financial I advisor. My, my financial advisor texted me yesterday asking for $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know, man. Just moments where it was just like just all these things that just felt like. It, it just worked so well with this pandemic. And I think the thing that scared me the most about it that I thought was so effective. And actually, I think the, the difference between what you guys said, which is it all seems like it seems like the, you guys all all three of you all said that was like the last 45 minutes of the movie was the most rough. Is that what I gathered? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it got progressively kind of rougher. Yes. Yeah. OK, it's so the first hour of the movie for me was awful. Once mm-hmm. the bomb hit, I felt a little bit better. Um the the first hour when you watch the progression of it, but specifically with that progression, how it was so 
relaxed, right? Everybody's watching the news. Mm-hmm. They're getting the yeah, they're yeah. getting the information, and they're just kind of like going on with their lives. Because what else are you gonna do, right? Well, on that note, this movie did one of my favorite apocalypse tropes, which is when like someone's scanning through the TV or the radio, and you're hearing glimpses of like what will be the problem, and they're skipping it over. Like in the beginning, right when they're in the car, and he's skipping past the like. The, mm-hmm. like you know you hear about like Iran Russia yeah, you want to watch you want to list of football you want to get the football scores yeah and Shaun of the Dead I think has my favorite mm-hmm. example of that trope ever when he's flipping <laughs> through the channels and he has it so that every time he hits a new channel it com- it continues the sentence mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it is fantastic they do yeah. that but that is that is a very very simple trope that I love in apocalypse movies. I mean, it just, it's so effective to set the tone and sort of give hints at like what's coming and also show that people aren't worried about it yet. Yeah, I remember when Corona like kind of started to worry people uh, in America specifically. I went out to a bar with my buddy. This was like the first weekend, maybe the last weekend of February. We went out to a bar and it was like a Thursday night. So we... we there were these like there was this like weird hip hop live music thing going on. It was awful, and uh, but one of the guys gets up there and right, right as his like he's about to kick into his verse, he's like, "It's fucking crazy how people are fucking like tripping out over coronavirus, right?" And I was like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> yeah, man, he I was mean, wrong. Yeah, he was, was so wrong. wrong. <laughs> That's the shit that I think that made this movie so interesting, though. Like, I, I, and I, I. I Admittedly, I kind of, I kind of wish that I'd seen this before six months ago, right? When we weren't kind of like living on, sort of on edge, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know, seen it and then a beat it between watching it. Yeah, when there isn't a pandemic and there is a pandemic because it's just there's so many moments where I felt like, I don't know, there was just these weird parallels. Even though obviously there's a complete huge difference between a, a nuclear holocaust and, uh, uh you know, bat flu, but it's just, you know, China flu, <laughs> China, you know. China. Boy, do I hope that that impression is irrelevant by the time you are hearing this. Uh, we recorded this episode way before the election. I am editing it a couple days into the counting that we're all nervously awaiting. And maybe by the time you're hearing this, we know the answer. It's uh, looking pretty good, but ideally, I never have to do my shitty, shitty Trump impression ever again. No, yeah, you're right. It's and I agree with you, Cody. Like I think, just the sheer disturbing nature of the back half of the movie is it was horrifying to me. But yeah, like when when something shows you the slow breakdown of normal society, like the the nonchalance of it all, like just people trying to live their lives but can't, and that was very scary to me as well. Actually, one of the lines that struck me so well was when all the people were lining up to, I don't know, I think it was to get food or something, but there was no food and the military was on the other side of the fence and one guy climbs the fence and the one guy just goes one round at that man and the guy shoots him and it's like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, it's not just like someone, because a lot of times you see that, it's like someone in the military being nervous and they fire. Mm -hmm. And then shit breaks loose. But no, it was very calculated, like one round, that guy, and then boom, down, done. And then it's kind of squashed. That, that was scary to me. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. The fact that like the 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 one 
the man that from I'm going to say the first what 15 minutes into the movie is set up to be the guy that is supposed to um, stabilize everything to kind of be the gov the the local because they said something about UK law yeah right the guy that can mm-hmm. basically become the local the local um, decision factor for everything food uh, ammunition etc cetera, etc cetera, right yeah all the all the basic needs and they uh, ammunition included. And uh, he he fucking breaks down. They don't know what to do. They're just it's a complete fucking uh, a circus act. Yeah, that's mm. <clears throat> that's a scary thing too that they brought into it is that these people that are in charge are human also and completely 100%. capable of fear. Right, and have no crumbling. idea what to do. Yeah, and despite all of the intense planning that he does throughout the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think that motherfucker dies first of the main focused characters well i think that the the young man the father of ruth's child right. died Excuse me, yeah. in the initial blast we assume i don't think it was ever confirmed mm-hmm. no it wasn't but i don't know about you guys the entire movie i kept waiting for that happy moment where that motherfucker shows up with but like all like toxied out and yeah but like at <laughs> least he shows up and he's like oh I love me. I love me. Well, his friend kind of did that. Like he showed up a little bit toxied and yeah, he was a little toxied. Yeah. 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 yeah, But that motherfucker, the other motherfucker never showed up. This movie just, it just kept, well, he died, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He died. That's the the presumption, but he never showed it on screen. So the entire movie, I kept going, when's that guy going to show up for the heartfelt moment? Probably the last movie. movie. No, nope. Nope. No, this is nope. not a hard I didn't anticipate movie. that. No, there was no hero no. in this movie. Period. I just they never set up a hero. I just wanted it. I wanted it so that I could go to sleep and not no. have nightmares. The, pr- the, protagonist, the protagonist dies a cataract's Morlock and her 13-year-old daughter <laughs> give, gives birth to a stillborn. That's how the movie <laughs> ends. Morlock. No, you're not going to get a nice little fucking re- reuniting of the two. No. It's just misery and sadness. Well, I wanted to cling on to that. I wanted to cling on to those hopes the whole movie so that I could go to bed and I could just basically not feel like I'm so fucking high that I'm going to claw my eyes out because I'm (laughs) terrified and I'm going to start crying. There was one point where I buried my face into my wife's armpit. Okay. I'm a grown man. I just turned 30. I buried my face into my wife's armpit because I was so upset. Yeah. That's fair. Oh. When they ate the when they ate that lamb, <laughs> oh dude, oh the uh, sheep, the, the, like, the sheep, yeah. yeah, yeah, the sheep. Is it it's, radiated? I don't know. And then like <laughs> it will the chase over. over. Sheep don't die oh. from cold. <laughs> that, I think it's that, fine. That it would have been kind of cooked, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when they were eating it, it looked cooked. It's like an like, internal oh. microwave. That didn't fuck me up as much as the. Uh, the guy selling rats. rats. Or the rats fucking got me too. Especially man. given I got those motherfuckers living in my house right now. Yeah. Well, Was that know, a prostitution have... implication? I think so. It seemed yeah. Like... It seemed like she, they were implicating that she was... That was the one thing this movie didn't go oh, didn't all the that. way... I think it probably, probably because of the TV made for TV It was stuff. a TV movie. It, yeah. it didn't go sexually where it needed to go. Like I didn't get that she was raped right there until they pulled out at the end. Oh yeah, that's what I texted. Oh, this this devolved British accent's hilarious, and then immediately that scene happened. I was like, oh, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they don't present it like a rape. Like they're fully clothed, and immediately goes to a cut to the exterior, and then she's saying like she's like not moaning, but like no, no. Give give us some. 
Give, yeah. give us some. I don't know what they. Babies. <laughs> I wrote Baby that. Oh, the babies. Babies. Give us some babies. Share the coney. Woman. No time for babies. Bobby, nah. Yeah. It didn't go into any of the sexuality, which I guess was a good reprieve because I don't know what I would have done if we saw full fucking awful. Although this is one of the few videos. movies where, when the protagonist cheats, it was a hundred percent the right decision. Yeah. Remember, remember, homeboy early on was like, "Oh, I'm not going to be single too much longer." Then Buds is cute, and he fucks her in the car, and then he gets his face goddamn blown off, and like, yeah, that was the right decision. You definitely should have fucked that girl. Is Kaylin in the room? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was ju- I was just thinking about that scene. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm just going to gloss over this, huh? But then, but then, yeah. <laughs> so there, was one, there was one moment in the movie that uh, I immediately wished that we were all watching it together. Because, so when the bomb hit, I think it was the first time the bomb hit. And they kept kind of like flashing to bodies burning or different things burning up. Did you guys catch the like random E.T.? Yes. No. I missed. Yes, it. Lucas, you caught it. Burning. Yes, 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 what yes, yes, yes. What the fuck yes. was that? I didn't know what to make of that. I, I didn't, didn't either. Yeah. So, what year did ET come out? Does anybody know? Eighty-two. Eighty-two. So this is eighty-four. Yeah. I am confident that they yeah. that they ripped off ET and got an ET dummy, and burned that alive in the in the middle of the movie once the bomb hits. Yeah, wow. there was a little ET huh. toy laying on its back, and it was just on fire. For probably two, three seconds, they, they flash to it like three times at in, in in at once during this in this whole scene. It was well, so had, bizarre. I had terrible playback issues at that moment. Um, so it like <laughs> when 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 the mom is like Michael, and then it goes to white. Mine like stayed white for like a minute, and I was and no sound. I was like, I, was like, oh, I don't think this is right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a very aggressive choice. So I had to go back like a couple times to like kind of see that shit was blowing up and people were burning. So I may have missed it on the uh, improper playback. No fault of shutters, of course. No, None. no, no, no. Yeah. They they did no wrong. No, they can do no wrong. Did you watch it with Kalen? No, I watched it alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. You you keep talking about how you can't watch shit because you live in this yeah, small place. Well, so. I was at my parents' house. I helped my dad engineer a session this morning, and then you I stayed there and watched it. Did I've your dad watch it with you? No, you watched it alone. No, I just watched it oh, alone. Yeah, yeah. He was he ordered a barbecue and it showed up today. So he was <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? God, yeah. The, the, talk about fucking apocalyptic buys. Your Amazon yeah. card bill I got from a new runs. barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah this this was do we have any other notes i mean did you guys it, read anything about it because i did some like light reading i didn't well, want to. i did very very mild research and my yes. favorite aspect of research is i the first thing i did was look up the director to see what else he directed <laughs> and he made volcano which is a uh apocalypse that's classic. why you brought that up Oh yeah, he made Volcano. Tommy Jones. Yes, mm-hmm. which I rem- one of my earliest movie-going memories is I was with my dad at the AMC 14 as it was back then. Now the AMC 16, and we were trying to decide between Anaconda and Volcano. What a time to be what alive! A fucking I know. Time, and I think we picked <laughs> Anaconda, and I saw Volcano later. But anyway, the um, so, so Volcano made a lot of sense. But then, in continuing through his IMDb, I saw that this man has also directed. L.A. Story, which is a classic Steve Martin heartfelt comedy, Tuesdays with Maury. What? (laughs) And The Bodyguard. 
Yeah, I was reading those text messages being like, what the fuck is, why the fuck are they bringing the bodyguard? He directed it. The same director. <laughs> God, what a, I have a lot more respect. What, for that a, what a diverse career. Very off to you. Wild ass career. What's his name? Mick, uh, not Mick, Jagger. Mick, Mick, Mick Jackson. Mick Jackson. I remember yeah, I Mick Jackson. Mike Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but Mick Jackson. Mick Jackson. <laughs> what a trip. Yeah, this uh, this movie actually just celebrated its 35th anniversary last year, and the BBC brought it up again in their newspaper, and they they said that this was the scariest thing that had ever aired on BBC television ever. That's good. Yeah, good. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably correct. Um, yeah. Any other cultural notes that we should? Um... Oh yeah, uh, the accents yeah. were amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they were lovely. 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 That, like East England, almost Scottish thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the girl's like, where is Spot? We got to take him out with us, the dog. And the father's like, ah, fuck the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's your did you dog, guys, man. Did you guys know what you were getting into going into this movie? Or did you just, right? I, were I, you guys I, waiting for some kind of like, there's got to be zombies, like, like nuke zombies coming or anything like that i was was waiting for for this yeah i was waiting for some kind of like traditional or i should say more traditional horror movie trope thing coming and it just and it just goes more deep into real and that's what caught me completely off guard with this so that actually brings up a one thing that i wanted to discuss before we close this um so when i'd read about this I, i i think i just looked up most disturbing movies of all time and then most disturbing movies on shutter and because lucas said that he wanted to be fucked up mm-hmm. uh, so this one was on like four different articles threads whatever and but numerous people said not really a horror movie but one of the most fucked up movies i've ever seen so i think that's interesting because i, I shutter always at least from my perspective as always ne- they've, they've kind of been always focused in horror, but they're also just very much focused in genre. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie to me, I, I don't know. I think there's an interesting discussion as to whether or not this is a horror movie. I'm of the mind that at least from my definition of horror, it's a horror movie. Um, especially with that fucking ending and yeah. the way that they presented the movie in general. But I think that it could easily be argued that it is in no way a horror movie, and it's a wartime drama. Well, it's yeah, I guess it's the same thing that brought up was brought up when Chernobyl came out last year, right? Like that's, I think this is a more horror centric thing than Chernobyl uh, was. Granted, I didn't finish; I watched half of it because it was so awful. <laughs> I mean, good, but <laughs> fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with you as well, though. Like. This is, it's just real horror. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's as I categorize it, this could fucking happen. Horror. Yeah, yeah, yep. There it is. This could fucking happen. Horror is a legitimate subgenre, <laughs> and and because the the stuff they choose to show you is scary. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I I wish they would have done without at least thirty percent less uh, animal carcasses, but. You know, like the way that that the one mom who, or yeah, the one mom who was going bald and mm-hmm. her Back husband burn. who was like falling apart next to her, like that is just some scary shit. Yeah, I would consider this 
horror in that it is a I wouldn't call it a war movie because it's when I think war movie, I'm thinking battles. Um, it's it's fiction, so it has to fall into some genre, right? And I would say that what I saw was horrific and filled me with uh, fear and dread. So <laughs> I would classify this as a horror movie. It's not it doesn't fall into like slasher or or creature feature or any of those, but it, it was it scared me and made me upset. So it it's a horror <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, my 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 personal definition for a horror movie is is I, I've said this before is any movie that sets out to make the audience uncomfortable, and and uh, Mick Jackson kicked me in the dick, <laughs> and then and then made fun of my dead father after it. <laughs> thirty five years later too. Yes, a <laughs> <laughs> staying power, time traveling dick kicks. <laughs> so yeah it's horror <laughs> well sh- should we uh should we rate this bitch all right this bitch uh, all right i'll give i'll give threads eight thousand megatons of nuclear ash uh what a fucking it's worth cop it. out what a fucking cop out it's so what? easy what so he's he's <laughs> mad because that was yours that was come good. on pleasant yeah. mind this is great i'll allow it <laughs> i spoke first i get to rate what i wanted to rate yep it's true um eight thousand megatons of cody specific nuclear ash <laughs> just disgusting weird horny hellraiser ash <laughs> <laughs> In that th- this damn thing achieved, um, I think every goal it set out to do. I I cannot nec- I cannot say I enjoyed it. I cannot say that I necessarily like it. I appreciate it. That sound that's the cop out answer for real. Um, it should be every government official should have to watch this as employee onboarding. <laughs> um, <so. laughs> I agree. Absolutely, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I'll go. I'll give this film one irradiated lamb chop, <laughs> which is the highest honor I can give to a film for scariness. Is this is the scariest movie I've seen in recent memory? It's certainly the scariest movie that I've watched for this podcast. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, it's. It's almost unfair because it's just, you know, playing on real fears that we have of things that could happen and how terrible the world could go to shit. And so in that, it it very much achieved its goals. And uh, yeah, I, I hats off to you, Threads, for scaring the shit out of all of us 35 years later. <laughs> Tough feat. And uh, I'll uh, I'll give this movie one uneaten baby. That's um, <laughs> my glimmer of hope. Uh, that's what I hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the movie was over, I did what I always do after I finish a horror movie, and I went to my spreadsheet to log it so that I can keep track of what I've watched, and I rate it. And I went to go and rate it, and I could not come up with a good rating because I struggle to say that I think this was a a good movie. I struggled to say that I thought that it was a well-made movie. But I do think that it, as I'm going to take Curtis's uh, what Curtis's definition of what a good movie is, Cop and out. that is, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> did it? Uh, did it? Uh, did it achieve its goals? And I think it 100% did. 
Um, I agree with everything that both Curtis and Austin said, specifically that all government officials should be forced to watch this movie. Um, I think it's one of the most upsetting movies I've ever seen. Um, The fact that there were so many things that mirrored the pandemic that we're in probably did not help, along with the fact that I was way too motherfucking high to watch this movie. Uh, Not okay. Um, The baby at the end of the movie made me want to puke a little bit, and I think I kind (laughs) of did my mouth. Um, And the presentation of the film in sort of this like hybrid news story, documentary, feature, dramatic film, um, I thought was very unique. Um, So all things considered, I think that I'd give this movie about a three to a five out of five. I can't decide. I'm having going back and forth. I don't want to decide. I'm very upset about this movie, Fair. which makes me think I should just give it a five. But I don't. Yeah, it scared the I shit out of all of us. Yeah, it I wouldn't wouldn't need to disagree it with you. Bothered yeah. the fuck out of me. I give no. it. I just went down the middle of two and a half. Is what my letterbox says. So yeah, no. I was yeah. shocked at two and a half. I was like, really? Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, it seems so bad. But but uh, yeah okay so I will also rate this in babies but mine are <laughs> stillborn and in that it gets two stillborn radioactive stillborn children uh, I I, I kind of to piggyback on what Cody said I do I did appreciate the hybrid nature of the storytelling um, even though it kind of abandons a narrative towards the end and it just kind of becomes vignettes of horrific imagery. Uh, I, again, I was too sad to care that it's not a real movie. (laughs) So I don't, I I can't really fault it because this movie made me feel so much. And what was interesting is like, after watching Satan's Slaves a week ago, I thought that was one of the scariest movies I had ever seen. But that's fun scary, mm-hmm. right? I'm screaming into my pillow going, the whole time. <laughs> and, but this one, like, it just, I, I bought a pack of cigarettes today and I haven't smoked in two months. Because <laughs> you I haven't smoked with so, me. I, yeah. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, then for that reason, because I felt so much from this movie, I would say that I like this movie and I would recommend people watch this movie. And I don't want to tell them much about it going into it. If they're, if, I mean, like, assuming you're not listening right now and you haven't just heard a whole fucking hour diatribe about this <laughs> movie, um, I would recommend this movie to other people just strap in and... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully you don't have much else to do the rest of that day. It's <laughs> yeah. actually a really great question because I think for us, at least I know if I were if I were listening to this fantastic episode of the Shugcast, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'm stoked. I want to know what this experience is like. Like I'm intrigued because of its uh, yeah. extrem- extremities. How would we pitch this to people who might not otherwise? I, uh, I watched it in the middle of the day, which I highly recommend. I think the biggest troll move of all time is to have put this on TV. Like that's the only way. Just that's like insane. throw it on <laughs> and say like you have to watch insane. this because there are only four channels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Especially I, in England, there's like BBC One, BBC Two, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I struggle to because um, like the whole point of the of my rating system is how 
how likely am I to suggest this movie to someone and to just your average person, anybody. And I'm not, I don't know if I would suggest this to anyone. I feel like I would suggest this to anyone that was like, I want to watch something that's really fucked up and it's going to make me really upset. <laughs> but it's a very shallow friend group <laughs> right it's a very small amount of people although i will say that lucas was one of the people that asked for that and that's what oh, yeah, led definitely. us watching this fucking movie I, I i don't know i don't know if i'd be able to suggest this movie to basically anyone both out of i do not want to put people through this mm-hmm. and unless they ask for it and also because i think that it's a very uh, uh, only a selective amount of people would really get things out of this. Sure, I buy that. I buy that. I don't. I don't yeah. normally like to. I think I know what you're saying there, in that there is a very big curve to getting past the atrocities to get something else out of it. Because I think the the majority of the population would be like, I can't get past the atrocities, and that's fair. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like Chernobyl. <laughs> It, it's not at all like Chernobyl, yes. where you have this thing that is like it's. Uh, oh my God, Chernobyl! Chernobyl is the Disney version of this story, hundred <laughs> percent. But Chernobyl is about atrocities, and it's impeccably acted, it's impeccably scored, it's impeccably directed. Everything about Chernobyl is perfect, and there's something about this that's so raw, and so um, that I don't know that I, I just think it adds this visceral. Well. I think there's something to be said, which goes into the reason I would pitch that, or I would recommend it, and I would pitch it in a way of a cautionary tale, because I think there's something to be said of as to why this spurred you into action into looking up survival stuff. In that, in that I'm sure you've watched a ton of apocalypse movies before, right? Yeah, you know, all of them. Have anyone inspired you to look up crap? No, this is the right. first time that I've legitimately gotten. That's what I'm saying. So, upset. like, it, it. I think it's a good movie to watch because it it would it makes the situation real and makes it known to somebody that you know what apocalypse is is a real thing. It's not a it's not a biblical four horsemen thing. It's something that we're gonna fucking bring upon ourselves. And you know what? You should be fucking ready for it, and that should be in the back of your fucking mind as a complete possibility of the way this world goes. I don't want it to go that way. I don't think anyone wants it to go that way, but it is a way it, it can go. Mm-hmm. One caveat, uh, not the first time, though, that I have bought or thought about buying survivalist gear moving forward. It's <laughs> the closest <laughs> you've right. got, though. Yeah. 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 It went in the uh, cart. The closest that I've gotten to doing so because of a film. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's Not all right. Just that's because exactly. of how my brain works. Thanks, Devin. Well done, movie. You did your job, Threads. Well done, Threads. Well done. Yeah, you made me think <laughs> selfishly and for no one else other than my wife and my dog. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Oh man, well that's thread. I kind of need to uh, go and watch a Takashi Miike film to come down off of that now. <laughs> I uh, actually, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to depart shortly, uh, order some dinner, and I think I'm gonna watch Extraordinary. Oh, the uh, the Will Forte. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse is doing a thing where if you uh, 
you can rent it through um, a link on their website, uh, and all proceeds go to your local Alamo Draft House. Yep. I'm going to do that with Roar here, and I yep, think I'm doing Austin is Roar. as well. For, yep. for the sister for, podcast, the, the other, other podcast. podcast. Or run team resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that podcast. Fuck that podcast. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I want to thank Shutter. I want to thank you, Shutter, for bringing me um, explicable as opposed to inexplicable paranoia, fear, and disgust. Thank you, Shutter. Thank you. We can count on you for all the truth here. Yeah. Thank you, Shutter, and also fuck you. Last podcast on the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, we haven't talked about them in a while, and I just thought about them. Yeah, and uh, now I'm angry again. because we can't go to the shirtless park and <laughs> Arcus, Henry, Ben. Please don't listen to them. No, go fuck yourselves. No, don't. Austin, you weren't in this. <laughs> Those fuckers understand it takes a global goddamn pandemic to keep me from coming there. Marcus, well, first of all, Marcus, fuck Ben. Marcus and Ben are in New York, okay? Henry is here, but Marcus and Ben are in New York. You can't fight them, Lucas. And also, Ben is there. like two, of, two or three of you. We can he's, go there. He is taller than Curtis, and Curtis is tall. I don't know if you've seen Lucas shirtless in a park threatening to fight kids before. because I have. Insane. I have. <laughs> it's serious. <laughs> Austin and I have seen. I look like a Tiger King character. It's <laughs> <laughs> accurate, and that's not something to be proud of. Um, uh, oh. Listeners, thank we should you. give away our which, free. Which one is up uh, to you? Oh yeah, credit card, please. Credit card. Credit cards are useless anymore. I apologize. It's it's the post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We have we only barter away with all money. We only yeah. barter in rats and, Rat and nipple touches. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You can find the the most local nipple to touch uh, that will give you a free Shutter account at uh, six two three zero Chandler Avenue, uh, mm-hmm. apartment three oh five. Three oh one. Three oh one. I don't know. Just go on the go on the third level and start knocking on doors, looking for. Yeah, you'll to find touch. it. It's Chandler West Apartments. That's that's uh-huh. So you can yeah. go there. You can go there. Van Nuys. Got a goatee now. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know, even if he says no, he means yes. It's yeah. a goateed man. It's um, right by the four and, and twenty. And touches nipple, he'll give you a shutter. You know what's funny? I realized today I am on Brock's shutter account. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am I am utilizing you this are. free shutter. Yep. See, it works. Yeah, it works. It works. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up. Austin, you aren't directly paying for shutter. This is correct. <laughs> I, I am not willing to all. contribute five dollars. He's a, a non-essential employee yeah. right now, Cody. He doesn't have a four K fucking exactly. TV. That I'm he down. I have a four K TV. Premiums for money for six years ago. Awesome. I, would willing, I would be willing to subsidize so that you can purchase this and give money to Shutter directly, okay, as opposed to you go reload wallet around again. Well, I'm happy to report that no thanks to Cody's affluence, I am now paying for my own Shutter subscription. That's right. My own hard-earned money is going right into the pockets of our dear overlord Shudder. I apologize for my time pirating your service, but I am a happy, happy, buy-the-books subscriber now. And if you're not, you should do it too. Send me the five bucks a month and I promise it'll go to Shudder. I saw the thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I just no, thought the way that towards your this, vices. I just like thought alcohol and cocaine. Way, <laughs> I just thought no, that the that's the way this podcast that. works was that if you accept the free shutter account 
that you also then earn a place on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and it's a one-of-one one type deal, and I got it. Yeah, there you go. Just, that, it, was a it occurred to me that we, <laughs> yeah, never, was, we never actually fi- officially announced that Austin is 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 a, a, a official, I'm qu- air quotes, member of the of the podcast. We yeah, just we need to, no, we he just wait till June to have a big midsummer. Put in there. He's just been a continuous guest. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> free, baby. I'm he here. Slid in there. No, as I don't like Austin that. is want to do. We should do, the, <laughs> we should do a ritual, either via Zoom or Skype or in person, yeah. whenever in f- two to three years. I'll show um, you my the witch impression next time. That'll be. I've ritual. seen it in New York on a rooftop, along with Lucas. I believe that night we learned about his butt absorption rags. I don't need to see it again. My man, are you speaking of my man puns? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how you fare the next time you're in extreme humidity. <laughs> I, right. I don't have those problems that you do. Uh, uh, On that note, <laughs> thank you for listening. We hope you're getting through this pandemic and that we're out of it by the time you hear this. So thank you so much. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Till next time, kids. Till next time. We won't see the lost. We'll hear them. Get it right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.